we are defending freedom and property. The proxy war in Ukraine between NATO and Russia is escalating. The United States and Germany announced that they're going to be sending tanks to Ukraine to help fight this proxy war against Russia. Germany's foreign minister said that, that Europe is at war with Russia. And at the same time, they're actually profiting from this war, not just in the sense of the tens of billions of dollars in arms sales that have been sent to Ukraine. So clearly the military industrial complex is making a killing off of killing. But at the same time, we also see that Ukraine is essentially selling its country to foreign corporations. It's one of the most blatant events in history that I can think of in which a country is quite literally being sold off to foreign capital. It's quite shocking and at, a, at, a, at an incredible rate. And this is being overseen, of course, by NATO and the U.S., but also by Ukraine's leader, Vladimir Zelensky. Zelensky has essentially made it clear that he is willing to sell off all of Ukraine's assets, privatizing state companies, privatizing state assets, natural resources, even land, and selling it off to foreign corporations. And this kind of extreme neoliberal economic policy was reflected in a speech that Zelensky gave to a corporate lobby group in Florida. And in this speech, Zelensky thanked U.S. corporations, including Black, BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager, and also the largest investment banks in the world, Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan Chase. He thanked them for investing in Ukraine, that is buying off Ukrainian assets. And he also thanked the billionaire oligarch Elon Musk for sending technology through his Starlink company. So I'll just show a clip here of this very shocking speech, and then I'll talk more about what, the, what it really means. Together, we'll be able to start the difficult work of rebuilding Ukraine, our cities, our economy, our infrastructure. It is already clear that this will be the largest economic project of our time in Europe. It is obvious that American business can become the locomotive that will once again push forward global economic growth. We have already managed to attract attention and have cooperation with such giants of the international financial and investment world as BlackRock, JP Morgan and Golden Sachs, such American brands as Starlink or Westinghouse have already become part of our Ukrainian way. Your brilliant defense systems such as HIMARS or Bradley's are already uniting our history of freedom with your enterprises. We are waiting for Patriots. We are looking closely at Abrams. Thousands of such examples are possible. And everyone can become a big business by working with Ukraine in all sectors, from weapons and defense to construction, from communication to agriculture, from transport to IT, from banks to medicine. And I believe that freedom must always win and i invite you to work with us right now note how in this speech zelensky said that everyone can become a big business if they invest 
in Ukraine and buy up Ukrainian assets. He's saying very clearly, you can become rich buying off my buying up my country. Sell he's selling his country quite literally to Wall Street and giving these speeches to corporate lobby organizations in the United States and inviting them to buy more and more of his country. As always, I have an article about this over at geopoliticaleconomy.com. I have that linked in the description below and you can find all links to all of the sources that I discussed today so you can do your own fact checking. Now, we have this speech because it was published by the office of the Ukrainian president, Zelensky's official office, the official website, and they published a transcript of the speech on January 23rd, and it's titled, After the End of the War, American Business Can Become a Locomotive of Global Economic Growth. And this was a speech that Zelensky gave to the meeting of the National Association of State Chambers. This is a corporate lobby group in the US, and it's a meeting of the different representatives of the state chambers of commerce. These are organizations that, that lobby on behalf of big corporations in different states across the United States. So he's speaking to a bunch of corporate executives in the United States. And in this speech, Zelensky's rhetoric was aggressively neoliberal. He, he talked about basically that governing Ukraine is like running a business. He said that, you know, we have to make these decisions like you all make in these large corporations. And he also portrayed the proxy war in Ukraine as a battle between the Western-led capitalist order and evil authoritarian Russia. And he said, we are defending freedom and property. He said that. We are defending property. Here's that quote. We are defending freedom and property thanks to the leadership of the United States of America, which has consolidated the world in defense of freedom. We see how to win this battle. Now, we should keep in mind that while the Ukrainian leader is giving these speeches to U.S. corporate lobby groups, he is viciously attacking Ukrainian workers. In fact, under Zelensky, and even before Russia invaded Ukraine in February of 2022, Ukraine has imposed some of the world's most aggressive anti-worker laws. And this can be clearly seen even in this report, this press release from the so-called Solidarity Center of the U.S. Labor Federation, the AFL-CIO. I want to stress, this organization is funded by the U.S. government, the Solidarity Center, and it's notorious for viciously attacking Russia and China and Venezuela. Any organization, any foreign government that is that the U.S. you know considers its so-called adversary and wants to organize regime change, the Solidarity Center is always attacking them. This is funded by the U.S. government. But because it's affiliated with the AFL-CIO, which, by the way, you know, uh, leftists jokingly throughout the first Cold War often called the AFL-CIO the AFL-CIA because it was an attempt by the U.S. government to co-opt the labor movement and make unions anti-communist and pro-imperialist. So anyway, the point is that despite the fact that this organization is funded by the U.S. government and very pro-U.S., they have constantly criticized the Ukrainian regime for brutally attacking its own workers and taking away their rights. This is an August press release. It's titled More Attacks on Rights of Ukrainian Workers. And they say, in a significant assault on workers' rights in Ukraine, 
President Vladimir Zelensky signed into law legislation that deprives about 73% of workers of their right to union protection and collective bargaining. The, the anti-labor law, the anti-worker law passed by the Ukrainian regime, it has references to so-called freedom of contract, which is the kind of stuff, you know, like Republicans in the U.S. love to talk about. And what this means, they say in this press release, is it, quote, provides ample room for employers to prescribe literally any provisions in a contract, while workers desperate for jobs during a pandemic and a war will likely accept such provisions. So this is a law that takes away all of, basically, all of the workers' rights of three quarters of Ukrainian workers and allows large corporations to do anything that they want. And increasingly, these large corporations are Western corporations, US corporations and, and European corporations that are investing in Ukraine and exploiting Ukrainian workers who have no rights, they can't form a union, they have no collective bargaining rights. And the this Solidarity Center press release points out that this anti-worker law in Ukraine, it is valid during martial law, but labor experts express concern that it may be extended. So after the war ends, whatever's left of the Ukrainian regime is going to continue to impose this brutal anti-worker legislation. And they say that this is the latest in a string of legislation targeting workers' rights and the ability of unions to function freely in Ukraine. And this has been for the past two years. So this is before Russia invaded Ukraine, the Ukrainian regime was imposing these brutal anti-workers laws. And they note that lobbyists have pushed laws in the Ukrainian parliament that reduce wages, limit the use of formal contracts that ensure workers have job stability, and weaken their collective voice by targeting unions. So while Zelensky is giving these, giving these speeches to U.S. corporate lobbies, he is attacking the rights of his workers while he claims to be supporting them. And you can see this so clearly reflected in the extreme neoliberal rhetoric in the speech where he's just talking about the importance of the free market and privatization and foreign investment in corporations and how great the U.S. is. He begins the speech he, thanking the globally important economic strength of America and the corporate executives that he's speaking, he thanks them for giving him the opportunity to address them. And of course, because he's speaking for an audience of largely right-wing people in the U.S., he uses this as an opportunity to attack the evil Iranian regime. On two different occasions, he criticized the so-called Iranian regime, calling it Russia's so-called terrorist ally. Here are those clips. Even though Russia has found a terrorist ally in the face of the Iranian regime, which supplies weapons to the Kremlin, this is exactly what connects the Kremlin with some anti-democratic regimes in various parts of the world, such as the Iranian regime, what makes them accomplices. He uses all of this patriotic U.S. rhetoric about how great the United States is, which is defending freedom in the world. And then he says, we are defending freedom and property. Emphasis on the latter, emphasis on property. And then he, he says, you know, this, this is the clip I showed earlier. This is where he says that re rebuilding Ukraine is going to be, quote, the largest economic project of our time in Europe. 
and he's saying that who who is going to oversee this reconstruction in Ukraine? It's going to be American business that will become the locomotive. So he's saying that U.S. corporations are going to profit from rebuilding and privatizing Ukraine. Ukraine as a company, as a country. I mean, there's a Freudian slip. Ukraine as a country is becoming a company. It's becoming privatized as a country. And I mean, this is like what this is like what the United States did to Russia in the 1990s after the overthrow of the Soviet Union and the counter revolution. The U.S. brought in all of these neoliberal Chicago boy economists who privatized everything in Russia basically overnight, selling everything off to billionaire oligarchs and foreign corporations. And by the way, that neoliberal shock therapy imposed on Russia in the 1990s led to millions of deaths. That's according to a report by UNICEF, the United Nations Children's Fund. In 2001, they published a report called A Decade of Transition, focusing on the impact of 10 years of neoliberal capitalist shock therapy that was imposed on former Soviet Russia. And they said that the result was 3.2 million excess deaths in the 1990s, mostly among adult men that would not have occurred if mortality rate mortality rates had remained at 1989 levels as they were in the Soviet Union. 18 million children were pushed into poverty, living on $2 per day. 1.5 million were pushed into public care. There was a massive outbreak of HIV, tuberculosis, high levels of child malnutrition. I mean, we're talking about low levels of school enrollment, fewer children. The number of children under five has fallen by more than a third. Conflict, violence, threats to basic public health services, education funding dropping. So that, that, those are the great spectacular results of the neoliberal capitalist shock therapy imposed on Russia in the 1990s under the alcoholic U.S. puppet Boris Yeltsin, which oversaw a massive disaster. That's why Vladimir Putin became so popular in Russia, because he imposed economic discipline on the oligarchs. He renationalized certain parts of the Russian economy, including the natural resources, the oil and the gas, some of the banks. So that's why Putin became popular is because of the economic disaster unleashed on Russia in the 90s. And now that's exactly what the West is, is trying to do in Ukraine. They're bringing back the exact same policies. And Zelensky spelled them out very clearly in this speech for the U.S. corporate lobby. He's thanked the giants of the international financial and investment world, such as BlackRock, J.P. Morgan, and Goldman Sachs. Now, of course, J.P. Morgan and Goldman Sachs are two of the world's largest investment banks, but he also named BlackRock. And this is important. What is BlackRock? BlackRock, BlackRock is a massive corporate asset manager. So it manages the assets of rich people and corporations around the world. And it has over eight trillion dollars worth of assets that it manages and blackrock is overseeing the reconstruction in ukraine this is a press release from the ukrainian president's office from december 2022 it's titled president discussed with the ceo of blackrock the coordination of efforts to rebuild ukraine and it discusses how the ukrainian western-backed leader Zelensky held a conference meeting with larry fink who is a billionaire and the CEO of BlackRock. And they discussed how BlackRock is going to oversee the funding of reconstruction. So it's going to basically, 
oversee reconstruction in Ukraine. Ukraine outsourced its reconstruction to one of the world's most powerful corporations, which is, of course, a U.S. corporation. And they say in this press release that BlackRock has been working for several months on a project to, over to advise the Ukrainian government on how to structure the country's reconstruction funds. Vladimir Zelensky and Larry Fink agreed to focus in the near term on coordinating the efforts of all potential investors and participants in the restructuring of our country, channeling investment into the most relevant and impactful sectors of the Ukrainian economy. So Ukraine as a country is being sold off to foreign corporations. Reconstruction is being overseen by BlackRock. And I want to stress this again. This is one of the most powerful corporations on earth. This is a really good article that was published at the website The Conversation in 2017. It's called These Three Firms Own Corporate America. And what are those three firms? BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. These are the three biggest asset managers in the United States. They refer to them as the big three. And they note here that in the S&P 500, which is the, the index on Wall Street, the stock exchange that in which the 500 largest, most important companies in the United States, their, their shares are sold so investors can buy and sell their shares, right? So the S&P 500 represents 500 of the most powerful corporations on earth, including Apple, Microsoft, ExxonMobil, General Electric, Coca-Cola, and many more. Well, among those 500 largest U.S. corporations, the big three asset managers, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street, are the largest shareholder in 90% of those companies. We are talking about some of the largest corporations, the largest asset managers in human history. And they, they, they are talking about, we're talking about tens of trillions of dollars worth of assets here. And this is the company, BlackRock, that is going to be overseeing reconstruction in Ukraine. And they're not going to do it based on what's best for Ukrainian workers who no longer have rights. They're going to be doing it based on what is most profitable for U.S. corporations. We are seeing the mass privatization of a country. A country is being sold off to foreign corporations. It is truly shocking. And there's little coverage of it. I mean, the, the, the lack of media attention is just as shocking. Now, if you go back to the transcript of the speech that Zelensky gave at this corporate lobby conference, you can see that he also thanks other companies like Starlink. This is the company owned by billionaire oligarch Elon Musk, who's been helping wage this proxy war against Russia. Elon Musk is also working with the U.S. government to send Starlink technology to Iran to, to, to back the U.S. government's regime change operation to try to overthrow the Iranian government. And he also thanked U.S. weapons corporations, referring to them as brilliant defense systems and defense. He praised, you know, these uh, U.S. weapons technologies like the, the HIMARS and Bradley's. And he says, we are waiting for Patriot missiles. We are looking closely at Abrams tanks, which are now being sent. And he says, everyone can become a big business by working with Ukraine in all sectors from weapons and defense to construction from communications to agriculture, from transport to IT, from banks to medicine. So he's saying that 
buy up our country. We are privatizing all of our sectors. We are opening everything up for foreign corporations to gobble up our country and to exploit our workers. So, I mean, this is what we're seeing happen in real time. It is quite shocking. This is the website of the organization that Zelensky was speaking for. It's the National Association of State Chambers. And this is their winter meeting they held in Boca Raton, Florida. And this is a tweet here from the Chamber of Commerce for the U.S. state of Indiana. And they say, our president is among state chamber leaders at the National Association of State Chambers winter meeting in Florida. Hearing from Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky, he thanked U.S. business leaders for support and for promoting free enterprise. So there we go. This more more of this neoliberal rhetoric about the free market and free enterprise and privatizations and, and, and all of that efficiency. Now, I've done a lot of reporting on this. This is not by this is by no stretch of the imagination the first time I've been reporting on this. And in the description below, I will link to two other reports that I did looking at how Ukraine is being sold off to U.S. corporations. One is an article and a video I did back in September. Zelensky virtually he opened the New York Stock Exchange by ringing the bell, at least virtually through, you know, Zoom or whatever, like a video stream. And he announced that his country is open for business and announced $400 billion in state sell-offs to U.S. corporations. And the Ukrainian government published a press release that was spread out by the financial press. Again, this is, this is directly from the Ukrainian government, this press release. And they announced $400 billion in investment options through the Advantage Ukraine program including public-private partnerships, privatization, and private ventures. How many times can they use the word private? I mean, they're just emphasizing this neoliberal capitalist rhetoric. And they boasted that this mass sell-off of Ukraine is being overseen by a USAID-supported project team of investment bankers and researchers. USAID is the U.S. Agency for International Development. It is an arm of it's basically an arm of the CIA. It's a front for the CIA. And this press release from the Ukrainian government, from the Ukrainian Minister of Culture and Information Policy, they they, they quote the president of the New York Stock Exchange, who says this is a great opportunity to, to profit from from selling off Ukraine's assets to U.S. corporations. They also have the CEO of Google and Alphabet. They have uh, the president of Microsoft. So they have people from huge U.S. corporations talking about how great of an opportunity this is to buy up Ukraine. He's selling off Ukraine. And I talked about Zelensky's economic policies with the economist Michael Hudson, and he compared what Zelensky is doing to what Chile's far-right dictator Augusto Pinochet did to Chile with the mass privatization of the Chilean economy after the CIA-backed coup in 1973 overthrew the democratically elected socialist president Salvador Allende. Now, at the same time, when the same day when Zelensky opened the New York Stock Exchange in September, he also published an, an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal titled Invest in the Future of Ukraine. And in this article, Zelensky boasted about how he's imposing all these economic policies that make it very profitable for cor foreign corporations to, to invest in the country. He's cutting labor laws, cutting workers' protections. I mean, it, it really is the, the mass sell-off, the mass privatization of an entire country. 
And finally, I have another report I, I did about this, which includes an article and a video and a podcast. And it talks about these conferences that were held with Western government officials and representatives of corporations meeting in Switzerland in July of 2022 for the so-called Ukraine Recovery Conference, which before that was called the Ukraine Reform Conference. And in these conferences, going back several years after the U.S. organized coup in Ukraine in 2014, overthrew Ukraine's democratically elected neutral government and installed a pro-Western puppet regime, which imposed neoliberal shock therapy. In these conferences, these Western government officials and corporate executives were salivating over the possibility to profit off of privatizing Ukraine and selling off its state assets. And in this most recent conference, they changed the name from the Ukraine Re Reform Conference to the Ukraine Recovery Conference. But they published a bunch of reports in which they called for cutting labor laws and workers' protections, opening up markets in scare quotes, dropping tariffs, deregulating Ukrainian industries, and selling, this is an exact quote, sell state-owned enterprises to private investors. So this is what the this is what NATO and the US and the EU are actually fighting for in Ukraine. Germany's foreign minister Annalena Baerbock says that Europe is at war with Russia. This is what they're actually fighting for. They are fighting to for corporate profits to profit off of privatization of Ukraine of the mass selling off of state assets, exploitation of Ukrainian workers, so US and European corporations can profit. This is what they're fighting for. It's not freedom. It's not democracy. Ukraine is not a democracy. In fact, Zelensky at the same time has illegalized all communist and socialist parties. It is basically illegal to be part of a leftist party in Ukraine today. Basically, all of the, the major leftist parties have been made illegal. Only right-wing, pro-Western, pro-imperialist, pro-capitalist, pro-NATO parties are allowed in Ukraine. And of course, Zelensky, I mean, he, he's a puppet. Zelensky doesn't really control anything. Zelensky, when he ran for president, he actually, ironically, ran as the peace candidate. He spoke Russian on his presidential campaign. And the Western media, when he was running for president, was concerned he would be too pro-Russian because he was running against the Western-backed right-wing puppet Poroshenko, who is was a, he's a billionaire, a billionaire oligarch known as you know the Ukraine's Willy Wonka, chocolate king, billionaire, and he was imposing all of these pro-Western neoliberal policies. So these are not new policies under Zelensky. And then Zelensky won the presidency, promising peace. He promised that he was going to try to negotiate some kind of settlement with Russia, and then he did the exact opposite. He did a 180 because. Zelensky doesn't control anything. Zelensky is literally an actor. He's an actor. He has no political experience. He is going along with what the United States and NATO are telling him to do. And he is the, the figurehead, literally. He is a PR man. And as I pointed out in this article, Zelensky's speech for this U.S. corporate lobby group was very much like the kind of speech that a used car salesman would give who's trying to sell you a car and convince you it's a good deal. But... He's not selling a car, he's selling his country to Western corporations. And what's so sad about this is at the end of the day, it's Ukrainians who are suffering. It's Ukrainians who are dying. It's Ukrainian workers who are being exploited. I feel so bad for them, for the Ukrainian people. And Western governments claim that in order to support the Ukrainian people, you have to support constantly escalating this war, pushing for the potential of a nuclear apocalypse.
pushing for a, a proxy war against Russia. And their goal is not to help the Ukrainian people. Their goal is to profit as these Western corporations are profiting from sending tanks and weapons and buying up Ukrainian assets. But also their goal, their fundamental goal geopolitically is to weaken Russia and overthrow the Russian government. The U.S. Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin admitted that. He said the U.S. goal is to weaken Russia. And by the way, Lloyd Austin, until he became Secretary of Defense, was a member of the board of directors of Raytheon, one of the top weapons corporations in the world that is making a killing off of the killing in the proxy war in Ukraine, making so much, so many profits. And U.S. President Joe Biden admitted the same thing in Poland. He admitted the U.S. goal is to overthrow the government in the Kremlin, to overthrow Russian President Vladimir Putin. That's their goal. The Ukrainian people, unfortunately, are the collateral damage of this imperial proxy war for Western corporations to profit, to weaken Russia, and by extension, of course, to weaken China, and to prevent the emergence of a multipolar world in order to maintain U.S. imperialist unipolar hegemony, the unipolar imperialist order that the United States had after the overthrow of the Soviet Union in the 1990s. But that world is long gone, as I report on here constantly at Geopolitical Economy Report. That world is long gone. And if you want to have, if you want to support this reporting that I do, this support the reporting that I do here and hear more analysis in the future, you can go to geopoliticaleconomy.com slash support or patreon.com slash geopoliticaleconomy. I appreciate any support. And I'm Ben Norton. I will see you all next time. Thanks a lot.